Welcome to the Happier and Healthier podcast with Nest. My name is Bridget Lavin and I am your host and today we have a very special guest on our show. Today we have Erica Holcomb coming to talk to us about fitness and nutrition challenges. She's been a wellness coach and a fitness and nutrition specialist for the last 10 years. She owned a brick and mortar fitness space and has recently started to dive into the world of the internet. And so she's been doing challenges all through these last 10 years and we are so happy to have her here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I grew up in Southern Indiana and I was an athlete for most of my life, but no one ever taught me how to move properly or how to fuel my body properly. So when I was done with college sports, I kind of went the opposite direction and became very unhealthy and had some very unhealthy habits and ate very poorly Finally decided I'd had enough and learned how to do it for myself before jumping into helping other people. And that led me to having my own gym, which had about 600 members at one point. And then the pandemic kind of spun me off into my own personal brand online. And I love it. It's amazing. That's amazing. Well, we're so happy to have you here um, at Nest Health Connections. We are doing a 2023 Kickstart Challenge to help yes. people get into their best bodies, their best mind frame for the start of 2023. And so we wanted to have a little podcast to talk about, like, what is a challenge? What is the intrigue of challenge? Why do people like to do them? Maybe even, like, why are people scared of them? I'd love to know your kind of insider opinions on this. Yeah, I think that there are a couple factors why people are intrigued. One of which is we live in a reward-based society. So there's like the accomplishment factor that you're going to get something at the end of it, whether that's from someone else or from yourself. There's also a competition element. I think everyone's got a little bit um, of competition that they like. And so a lot of these challenges have a piece of that. And the recognition or validation of like, wow, I did this, or maybe you don't think you can do something. So you want to see how far you can push that limit for whatever it is the challenge um, is focused on. And then I think there's just a general general uh, curiosity for what you are capable of. And I think that that piece of it is really fascinating for a lot of people that like 30-day meditation challenges, something like that. I would do something like that. That's something out of my comfort zone. Um, and I think that people, you know, want to push the bounds of where they can go. Yeah, no, I love that. Do you think challenges always have to be like nutrition and fitness based? No, but I think it's the most common thing to mm -hmm. get people started. Um, there's all sorts of different challenges, like 75 hard is a really common one. That's pretty extreme. But then you have like, you know, your five day uh, mindfulness challenge you have. I mean, and these are all around health, but I think, you know, you see things all over the place too. Yeah. So in your opinion, you've been doing these kinds of challenges for 10 years. What works and what doesn't? Like, what are some of the, like, things that have been successful, some of the challenges that have gone well, and what are some of the challenges that maybe people didn't follow through with, and why do you think they didn't follow through? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to start with what doesn't work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that. I think that when you, as a participant in a challenge, when you don't have – when you have little to no skin in the game, there's, it doesn't work as well because there's not really a motivation to kind of keep going when it gets hard because it will. And if it's too extreme, there's oftentimes a drop off about, you know, 
two thirds halfway through because it's just a little too much for where you were when you started. With that being said, what works is prizes. (laughs) (laughs) We do love an incentive. (laughs) Yep, cash, um, gifts, anything like that. And then I also think something that um, you can kind of feel from the start before you even start it, you can feel what that end result will feel like. And so when when I do challenges with groups of people, I really like to sell, you know, the vacation at the end, not the process. And so when when you're looking at what works, it's like by the end of this, you're going to be X, Y, Z, and you can give something some something really digestible to people that they can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want that at the end. Yeah, I love that. Do you think it makes a difference, um, like how big the group is or like what does the group atmosphere bring to the challenges? It depends on the kind of delivery of the challenge online. I think sometimes it can, you can kind of get lost, um, but I think it's the also the most upside because you would get to meet people that you may not regularly interact with or come across. And, and so I think, yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Why do you think people like quit halfway through? I know I've signed up for challenges before and I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then I get like halfway through and it just slowly start to do less and less and less. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I think we have been conditioned to have an all or nothing mindset. And that's mm. not even just health or fitness. That's in everything. But specifically for our health, it's like you're either lazy or you're all in. You are sitting on the couch or you're running, trying to run a 5K or half marathon or whatever it is. And nothing, I mean, living in the extremes is really easy. So playing in that middle gray area is tough. It's hard to be balanced. And so if something goes wrong, which it typically will, (laughs) nine out of 10 times, (laughs) something is going to go, you know, throw you off or get, you know, obstacle in the way. You have to not get a case of, you know, screw it. Yeah, no, totally. I think that all or nothing attitude is super prevalent in today's society. I'm totally guilty of it. And it's like, once I make that one mistake or I miss that one day, then I'm like, oh, I didn't do it. So I'm done. Yep. Um, Yeah. My, my favorite analogy is when we get a flat tire, we run over a nail. Do you get out of your car and just slash the other three? No, you patch it up and you keep moving. But for some reason with health and fitness, it's much easier to just be like, nope, well, I already, you know, I was supposed to cut out gluten. Well, now I just ate a piece of bread. So I'm going to keep, well, I've lost the challenge and I'm just going to throw in the towel. Yeah. Interesting. I love, I love that analogy. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I had a couple other questions. So is there something that people can do prior to the challenge to set themselves up for success so that when they do accidentally miss a day or, you know, skip or skip a day or eat, eat bread, like what are, <laughs> is there something they can do ahead of time before the challenge that can help us help them stay on track? Yeah, I do this not even when I'm going into a challenge, but going into a challenge especially, I like to kind of assess myself on in five areas. One is food, one is movement, one is hydration, and then the other two are sleep and stress. So understanding where you are on a scale like of how hard is this going to be to implement right now in my life, that gives you a really clear understanding from a mental standpoint how this challenge might go. So priming your brain to say, okay, this might be a little tough for me right now. I have a lot of work stress, blah, blah, blah. But at least you've acknowledged it so that we don't have to set really, really 
unrealistic expectations for something during the challenge because you've already established that that's going to be a challenge. Mm, yeah, that's really good advice. I really, really like that advice. And um, yeah, I'm loving this information. I just have a few more questions. I'm trying to keep it brief, but I just have a few more questions. So um, what is something that people can do after the challenge to like maintain the work that they've done? You know, if they cut out gluten and lost 10 pounds and they're really excited about it, but they know they want to eat bread again, like, is there something that we can do like reintroducing foods or something to help keep us um, on track in a healthy mind frame after the challenge? Yeah, the, I love the practice of start, what should I start doing, what should I stop doing, and what should I keep doing from mm. this challenge, and there's always something where you're like, yeah, I didn't, I, I kind of didn't think I was going to be very, I was not going to do very well with that aspect, um, and I don't think that's going to be realistic or sustainable in my life, so I'm not going to do that going forward, but if you can just keep one habit from what you were doing from the challenge, then I think that's a huge win, because that's the whole point, is we're trying to get new habits. We're trying to solidify the ones we currently have and maybe push them a little bit further because I've done the same challenge every single year and I come into it with different goals, different motivations, and different outcomes every single time, even though it's still me. So no matter where you are, you can find something to take away and you know better yourself no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I really like that. Okay, last question. So as I mentioned, we have this 2023 Kickstart Challenge in Nest Health Connections going on starting in January. And I was just wondering if you had any advice for people that are interested in the challenge or maybe scared of joining the challenge or already have joined the challenge. What's one little bit of advice that you would give? Oh, that's a great question. Just one. I think, <laughs> or two. <laughs> I think one is to have fun. Like challenges are meant yeah. to be fun. They're not meant to be stressful. And be kind to yourself. So there are differing levels of, you know, commitment. So wherever you are and what you're doing in this challenge, you just need to know where you're coming into it at and where you want to leave it at. And it doesn't have to be at a 10 out of 10. You're not going to be motivated every single day. So knowing that and then just having fun with it, you know, you mess up or quote unquote mess up. It's not even a mess up one day. Then it's like, the next meal, the next workout, the next hour, you know, just be 1% better than you were before and you can't lose. I love that. Just 1% better. That's a really, I feel like that takes out some of the intimidation that like you have to completely change everything in your diet, everything in nutrition and maintain that way. But just to like use the challenge to kind of um, challenge you. And then from there only changing like 1% at a time love that. Absolutely. That's really great advice. Well, Erica, I am so, so thankful for you to come on and share a little bit about your experience with challenges. If you are participating in the Nest Health Connections Challenge, Erica will be your coach. Yeah. She's going to be doing lots of Zoom offerings for everyone and helping us um, through our 2023 Kickstart Challenge. So thank you again so much for being here and I will see you in the new year. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all. Have a great holiday. Mm-hmm.